He was also declared to be king at his coronation because after his resurrection, after he'd been crucified, buried, and rose on the third day, and after he revealed himself to the disciples for 40 days, the Bible says he ascended back to the Father to his throne from whence he came. He spoke to his apostles of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And then when he had spoken to them, the Bible says in Acts chapter 1 and verse 3, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And shortly after the ascension of Jesus, the long-awaited day of Pentecost came when every believer would have the privilege of knowing God one-on-one. And Peter preached a message and listened to what he said. He said, men and brethren, Acts chapter 2 verse 29, men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and the sepulcher in which is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ. Peter's connecting the prophet of the King David to the resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. He said that his soul was not left in hell, speaking of Jesus, neither did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus, Peter said, hath God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this, which you now see and hear. He's been raised up. He's been seated on a throne by by his father. He's the king. Plead the resurrection, church, is validation of his completed work of redemption. His coronation is the restoration in heaven of his eternal kingship and lordship. He is there at the right hand of the Father. He's the Messiah. He is ruling in a spiritual sense today on this earth through the Holy Spirit and through you and I beloved, because we are his subjects. How many of you are subjects of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ? Can I see your hands? You know that. He is declared to be the King who is now reigning. When Peter preached of Jesus' coronation being officially made King in heaven, he presents Jesus as reigning. First century Christians heard Paul say this, who hath delivered us from power of darkness, speaking of Jesus, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Friends, there cannot be a kingdom without a king. There cannot be a king without subjects. We are his subjects. We are his kingdom. His kingdom is being manifest today through us. There is coming a day when he returns that all the world will know him. And his kingdom will be officially, literally established on this earth. And his rule will be righteous and it will be perfect and it will be without any objection. The king is coming. He's coming for me. Is he coming for you? Do you look for a day when the King of kings and the Lord of lords will return and make things right and rule in justice and righteousness, perfect justice and perfect righteousness? How many of you look forward to that day when he will come and he'll make this old world what it was intended to be from time immemorial? I look for that day. Matthew 25, Jesus himself said these very words. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, verse 31, and all the holy angels with him, 
Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Right hand is a place of favor, left hand is a place of discipline or judgment. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. 